everyone is searching for peace in their pain and a calm during chaos. We often choose to just exist instead of living life to the fullest. It is my hope that this podcast inspires listeners to see that even on the darkest days, there is still light. I'm encouraging everyone to join me in this movement to courageously allow love to manifest in our homes, communities, state, and country. With the latest happenings that have occurred in our communities, and with many who managed to get through the holidays while trying to stay safe, many people are simply just mentally drained. Many people are tired of not having the ability to move in life as we once moved without fear, which causes us to let our guards down. We have experienced mental fatigue and are exhausted with life in general. Every now and then, we need to know where to go to receive support. During this episode, I want you to know that you can overcome challenges to increase your ability to thrive. To thrive means to flourish, prosper, succeed, blossom, or to be healthy. By the end of this episode, I hope that you are renewed and receive the tools you need to just thrive. Today's special guest is Antoine Alcorn, a licensed professional counselor and founder of Thrive Counseling and Consulting Services, LLC. Mr. Alcorn loves helping others develop the tools they need to cope with life's challenges. He is a native of Newport, Arkansas, and received a Bachelor of Science in Addiction Studies from the University of Central Arkansas Conway and a Master of Science in Clinical and Mental Health Counseling from Southern Arkansas University in Magnolia, Arkansas. Again, I'm excited to have Mr. Alcorn with me today to share his story as well as some key strategies you can use to thrive. So hello, Mr. Alcorn. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you again for joining us. So tell the listeners about yourself and how Thrive Counseling Services came to be. Well, uh, I'm Antoine Alcorn, a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I love uh, my work as a therapist, as a counselor. Thrive came to be uh, when I completed graduate school. And I always knew that I wanted to go into private practice and have my own counseling clinic. And uh, as I was considering what to name my clinic, uh, I was praying about it. And the word thrive, it it just came to me. I do have a passion for helping uh, individuals to overcome life's challenges. I believe that regardless of whatever obstacle we face, that we have the ability to bounce back. I have. I believe that we have the ability to thrive regardless of the situation that we are facing. And so that's how Thrive uh, came to be. Awesome, awesome. So why do you think that so many people choose not to receive the help to cope, especially like during the holidays? Um, you know, why do you think that there is a stigma on seeking counseling? Well, one of the most common reasons for not uh, seeking help is uh, fear and shame. Mm. Uh, people, they recognize the negative stigma and discrimination that is associated with having a mental illness. Uh, people don't want to be labeled as being mentally ill or crazy. Mm. And so they have these concerns about these labels that that could negatively impact their career, education, or even relationships. And so a lot of people will not seek help uh, simply for fear and shame. Another reason that they don't seek help is for a lack of insight. Mm. 
someone may know that they have something going on with them, but they really can't put a name to it, or they just know that they don't feel well, or, or, or that they're feeling low, and so they don't have an insight into what's going on with them, and, and that alone sometimes will keep them from seeking the help that they need. Uh, there are several uh, reasons why sometimes people feel inadequate and so they don't seek the services that they need. Uh, sometimes when we go to get help, we feel like I'm a failure because I'm having to go and talk to someone or I should be able to handle things on my own without assistance. And so sometimes people, they feel weak or feel inferior. And so they don't want to ask for that help that they may need. And so there are many different reasons, but those are some of the top three. Those are the top three reasons that I see in my uh, private practice as people not seeking help when yeah. they need it. Wow. So with everything that has transpired in our communities, our state and even across our country, you know, I've noticed that many people wanted to just give up while others have already given up. And many people are unaware of how to deal with mental fatigue or stresses of life. Some were not able to be with their loved ones this holiday season. So what are some action steps people can take to be mentally healthy? And on this part, I'm just going to turn it over to you just to share some processes and resources with the listeners, as well as services you provide and what they can expect when seeking help. Well, the first thing that I would want uh, the listening audience to know is that we are living in unprecedented times with COVID-19. There is a lot of uncertainty, not only in the United States, but globally. Mm -hmm. And so I work with my clients to help them, them to understand that what they're feeling is completely normal. And so that's what I would want your audience to know, that what they're feeling during this time, those feelings of anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, uh, feeling down, lonely during this time, feeling frustrated, all of those feelings are normal. And that is what I would want your listening audience to know. And so uh, the first thing that we need to do is we need to accept our feelings. Uh, that's one of the first uh, steps to being able to bounce back, being able to be resilient, is that we have to accept our feelings. A lot of times we tend to judge ourselves based on our feelings. And I often tell people Feelings are just that they're feelings. And so we should judge ourselves based on those feelings, but accept those feelings. And that that's going to be that first step for us to start to bounce back. And then sometimes simply uh, the act of naming your emotions, it can be found to uh, begin in that process of the, becoming emotionally stable and uh, uh having that emotional balance and well-being is simply uh, accepting and acknowledging what we're feeling. And so I, it's okay to feel that discomfort. Uh, accepting distress is often the quickest way to feel calm, uh, to start to feel that calm immediately is when we accept that distress, acknowledge our feelings. And so that puts us on that path to begin to feel calm. And so one of the things that I do at Thrive uh, in talking to my clients, their well-being and, and their ability to thrive, that, that's my ultimate concern. And so what I do is I work to make sure that at Thrive, we're providing a safe, a welcoming and therapeutic environment for all of our clients. Mm -hmm. And so 
getting the help that they need, uh, finding a safe place, uh, being able to talk, uh, and knowing that it's okay to talk about your feelings, uh, the, those feelings are normal. And so that's what we strive to do is create an, an environment where our clients are, they feel safe and they're able to start processing and talking about their feelings. Awesome. That is amazing. That's great. Uh, I know that healthy relationships and friendships and even marriages during this time are extremely important as well. And these healthy connections are greater when they are maintained and celebrated. However, you we know that it is okay to cut off any relationships or friendships that may be detrimental or mentally draining. And I'll never forget how you know you and I worked at the same agency many, many years ago. And after a meeting or during our lunch break, we would gather along with two of our other good friends who were also co-workers. And during those gatherings, you would speak so highly of your wife, Mrs. Alcorn. And the stories you shared reflected your love and loyalty to her. And it was so admirable. And I don't think I ever shared this, but you were very instrumental in some life-changing decisions that I made regarding my own relationships. And so what are some steps that people can take to maintain healthy relationships mentally, physically, and emotionally, especially during these trying times while still staying safe? Oh, well, so thank you for your kind words. You know, uh, Donna and I have been married for 20, 26 years now. And yeah. I thank God for her and the relationship that we have. Uh, you know, healthy relationships, they not only will have an impact on us physically and mentally, uh, but there, there are subtle things that sometimes we don't even perceive uh, when it comes to relationships. And it can be hard to establish a healthy relationship, but it is well worth it in the end. And so when we talk about healthy relationships and how to maintain during those times, there are three things that I would like to share with your audience. The first thing is that we have to communicate. In relationships, we have to communicate. We have to talk about our feelings. We have to uh, be able to open up and be vulnerable to one another. So we have to communicate. Uh, and with communicating, we have to be willing to listen to each other, to listen, to understand what the other person is trying to convey or to understand what they're feeling. A lot of times when we're communicating, we tend to uh, listen to reply versus listening to understand what the other person is really feeling. So the first thing in maintaining healthy relationships, we have to communicate. The next thing that we have to do is we have to show compassion to one another. We have to allow for grace uh, with each other and and treat each other the way that that uh, the other one would like to be treated. So I'm going to speak to I speak to Donna in, in a manner that I want to be uh, spoken to. I treat her in a manner that in a way that I want to be treated. So we have to communicate. We have to show compassion. And the third thing that we have to do is we have to compromise. We have to be willing to, you know, to find ways to compromise, to find ways to adjust so that in the relationship, we are being considerate of one another. We're working together for, for the same goal in the relationship. Those are the three things that I think is, is very important in a relationship, especially doing this time, you know, keeping those lines of communication open, being compassionate and being willing to compromise uh, in the relationship. 
And oftentimes, uh, even in relationships that are toxic, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes relationships can be toxic. People find themselves in in toxic relationships. And I often tell people one of the first things that they have to do is they have to accept and admit that they are in a toxic relationship. And then they should not take on the responsibility of trying to change that toxic person. Because for the most part, a toxic individual, they're going to remain toxic. And so uh, you have to find ways to uh, separate yourself from that relationship, uh, set healthy boundaries for yourself, and then find the strength to leave a toxic relationship. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Uh, and so thank you so much for sharing that. And I will say this because I listened to you then and took the steps that you had given me back then, I was able to make wiser decisions and I received more blessings than disappointments over the years. And, you know, for that, I just want to say thank you. And, wow. <laughs> and I made sure that um, you were acknowledged in my book, The Calm After Your Storm, Power to Be Whole Again, because of your friendship, your transparency and your advice even back then. And so, again, I just want to say thank you. And uh, I know that those healthy relationships are very, very important um, when we're dealing with our mental well-being. Um, and so it's really important that. Um, I always try to encourage people to surround themselves around positive people and positive mm-hmm. energy. I mean, that is so vital, you know, in today's yes. time. So um, just I know we're almost done, but this is getting so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I just want to say if we apply the tools and util- utilize these resources that you've shared, especially those who are struggling, because we know that there are so many people that are struggling. Um, do you see? Do you see, or do you think that we will see an increase in peace and calmness in our homes and in our communities, um, even in, across our country? Do you think that we will see that peace and calmness? Sure. Yes. Yes. Sure, we will. You know, uh, when we are feeling uh, anxious or down, when we're feeling uncertain about the future, it tend to lead us to a place where we feel stuck. And so when we begin to seek counseling or we start to apply these techniques that I've been talking about today, we will start to uh, begin to see the process of growth and self-discovery. And that's what counseling is. That's what therapy is. It's a process of growth and self-discovery. And so when we're doing that, it brings peace. It brings calmness to an individual first. And then in turn, that individual, they may have a positive impact in their home, in the community, in their state. And, you know, Tanisha, that's one of the reasons why I love doing what I do as a therapist, because I get to witness uh, some awesome behavioral transformation in clients uh, when they begin to identify and, and implement new strategies to overcome their challenges. Uh, I get to witness firsthand those transformation that, you know, literally taking place right in front of my eyes. And so that's why I love working as a therapist. Mm-hmm. And so at Thrive, you know, we, we work to provide our clients with the skills and the resources, you know, that they need to, to overcome challenges that they're facing. And you will often hear me say, I post it on, on social media all the time that, you know, I tell people to keep thriving. Mm -hmm. And so it's our goal to help clients to thrive instead of just surviving. And so, yes, when we begin to apply these techniques 
techniques and utilize resources, it's going to bring peace. It's going to bring calmness uh, in not only in our homes, but around the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, do you have any closing thoughts or anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience? Sure. Uh, If you don't mind, I I would just like to go back and address uh, the stigma that's associated with uh, with mental health. Mm Uh, particularly in the African-American community, uh, stigma is that's one of the, the biggest issues that will keep uh, individuals from seeking counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting people in our communities that are dealing with depression and uh, they're dealing with other issues they are afraid to seek counseling. And so at Thrive, we have been working hard to to erase the stigma. We've been working hard to, to get uh, people within our communities to uh, get them to access the services so that they can become healthier. Uh, a lot of times people feel like when they're talking about their problems to an outsider, they don't, it, they view it sometimes as uh, airing their dirty laundry mm-hmm. and what they don't realize is that professionals we are bound by confidentiality laws and so we it's a safe place mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to talk about what you're going through and get the help that you need and so i i've been working really hard to erase the stigma also as a black male uh I have been working hard to to ensure that black males are are accessing services. Uh, it's I have so many black males that when they first come in for counseling, especially doing that first initial appointment, uh, they tell me their stories about how you know their their thoughts about therapy, reasons why they didn't come or reasons why they did want to come. But, you know, Tanisha, after that initial appointment and, and several other sessions, about 99% of the time, black males will always tell me, wow, man, I am so glad that I came. Uh, I'm so glad that I, uh, I'm i getting the help that I need. And so I, I really wanted to highlight that, you know, encouraging black males to, to uh, seek the help that they need. Uh, doesn't mean that you're weak. <laughs> I often say uh, my strongest point is knowing my weakness. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just wanted to address that. We're working really hard to create uh, safe places for black men, for everyone, but particularly for black males, because uh, black males tend to not uh, seek counseling. And so I just wanted to to throw that in there. Wow. Wow. And where are you located? How can people find you and do you like offer virtual counseling? Um, so how, how can people find you? Well, uh, Thrive, we're located at 607 North 1st Street in Jacksonville, Arkansas. We're inside of uh, Stonewall Square. Our phone number is 501-457-7024. We have a website, ThriveCounselingAndConsultingServices.com. We, we're also on Facebook, Instagram. We're also on on Twitter. And so we do offer, offer a telemedicine. Uh, we accept most insurances. We also offer self pay and we offer a sliding fee scale for individuals that do not have insurance and may not can, that cannot afford our regular fees. We do have a sliding fee scale for that. Uh, we also, some of 
we offer therapy for depression, anxiety, uh, stress management, uh, addiction and recovery, PTSD. We do relationship counseling. We do premarital counseling, uh, trauma and grief counseling. Uh, we offer a variety of, of counseling services to the community. Uh, one of the things that we also offer is group counseling. We have not been doing that due to COVID, but after the first of the year, we're looking at uh, opening the group counseling services back up, uh, even if we have to do those uh to telemedicine to virtual. So yes, we do offer virtual um, counseling. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of this this episode. And I just want to say um, that there are so many resources available to help us all thrive. And I just want to encourage the listeners also just to tap into those resources to be healthy mind, body, and spirit. And when times get rough and when you you've encountered rock bottom struggles that you can't even comprehend or when you find yourselves drifting into your pit of despair my sweet friends I want you all to remember that you do not have to go through this alone you do not have to go through your trials alone so don't be afraid to get the help you need and that's why I wanted to invite Mr. Alcorn in just to share some resources um, that he provides Uh, I know that my aunt Diane Williams and Roy Williams, they just opened their clinic in El Dorado as well. The resources are there. And so I just wanted to say thank you again for sharing that information. And uh, back to my listeners, as I've always stated, everyone who knows me, I, I've always stated, uh, surround yourself around positive people who will remind you of the power that you have within to overcome anything. So continue to strive. Continue to thrive to take care of yourself. Exercise your mind with positive things to avoid mental fatigue. And do things that make you happy. When you are happy and well, the world also will be a better place. And it starts with you and me. So thank you all again for tuning in.